Hey, this is Tommy Anderson, veteran, author, screenwriter, and if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend Scott Ferguson. You all have a great day. God bless America. Time to shine today. Varsity Squad, it is Scott Ferguson, and I have a very special guest, an author, a screenwriter, a speaker, a podcaster. His name is the one and only Tommy Anderson. Um, he is a patriot, just like myself. Um, he reminds us that we're only one generation away from extinction, and that anything we want is really on the other side of fear. He's going to tell us to never give up, to adapt and overcome, and the only thing that limits us is ourselves. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my really, really, really good friend and fellow veteran, Tommy Anderson. Hey, 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 time to shine today. Podcast squad, it is Scott Ferguson, and freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. That is by my favorite president, probably because I was eight or 10 at the time when he served, Ronald Reagan. Uh, but I have on a gentleman uh, that is close to my heart, a fellow veteran who did 23 years serving this awesome country, the United States. No matter what you're thinking about it right now, the United States is a place that you want to be. Because I'll tell you what, I did time in Somalia. I did time overseas, Afghanistan, Iraq, and I'll still take this no matter what's going on in this country. Uh, Tommy is, a, is a, a pure patriot. I hope he doesn't mind me calling him that. He's, he's fantastic. He's a screenwriter, producer, author, and award-winning photographer artist. He authored the book and screenplay of his military thriller, Haboob Wind, which I cannot wait to read. And by the way, folks, I'm going to actually buy a couple copies, have them shipped to Tommy. Tommy's going to sign one for me, for myself, himself. But he's also going to sign one for you guys and whoever goes onto our Facebook page after this drops and puts the first comment of how you love the podcast. I'm going to make sure that I send that right out to you. He's a founding member of the Vet Picks Film Productions, an all-veteran independent film production company. Um, his first film, which is in, per, first in post-production, and it was delayed a little bit by our, our COVID, uh, but it's called Life After Oblivion, is written and co-produced by Tommy, and his upcoming book is Two Million Steps, and I am so stoked to bring him on. Tommy, if you could, please come on and introduce yourself to the podcast squad, but first, what is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is blue. Nice, nice. And um, I, I, I don't know why. Maybe that's why I ended up in the Air Force. There you go. The blue sky, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always, as a kid, uh, I grew up next to an Air Force base, and I always uh, loved that song when they played at midnight. When the, uh, It seemed like at midnight they would shut down the TV back in the day, and they played that, uh -huh. and then the Star Spangled Band. Oh yeah, absolutely. At, I remember those. At the end of the yeah, yeah, that or even yeah, blue is my favorite color too. Not just I'm wearing it. It's in both of our color wheels, <laughs> you know. So it's in both of our color wheels, and we get to celebrate a little independence here in a couple of days. But Tommy, let's get your origin, yes. man. Where did you start? I, I told him you spent 23 years <clears> in service. Let's start there and then kind of pull it forward to your plethora of talents. Okay, well, I grew up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Right in the heartland. Packer and, fan? Uh, we refer to it all big time. Okay. 
Well, I hate oh, Brett my Favre. Dad, my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, right now I do too. My my dad was an old time Packer fan, and okay. uh, he was he was friends with a lot of the Packer greats, and wow. he helped them establish some of their restaurants. Oh, and so oh. I got to meet him when I was a kid and in high school, and I was like, "Wow, it's so cool." My dad knows these guys, you know. Did you meet Nitschke? Uh, yes, I met him. I wow. met uh, um, Nitschke. Yeah, well, Nitschke, I've got a signed cap from Nitschke. He he had a wow. car dealership in town. Yeah. And um, Thornton, whole Max McGee, oh, a bunch man. of them I got to meet. Yeah, Forrest, <laughs> Forrest Gregg. Awesome. The only reason why Forrest I say Greg, that, yeah. I mean, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate Brett Favre. And the only reason why I say that, Tommy, is because I'm from Detroit. And we suck. And, <laughs> you know, it's like far killed us. I don't think we even won in Green Bay for 21 years. So, um, but I actually got to go to two games in Green Bay, which is fantastic. I mean, my Lions lost both times, but it was still pretty cool. It's such a cathedral of a stadium, but I digress. <laughs> so kind of like if you want to move forward a little bit from Wisconsin, that'd be great. Sure. All right. Yeah, I went into the service when I was 17, right after high school, I went in the Army. I uh, spent a couple years there and I got out. And I still had a um, four-year commitment to the reserves. And uh, at that time, it was two years uh, active reserve in either the reserve or the guard. And then, then two more years of uh, inactive. And I, I went in the guard, and I, um, I liked it. So I stayed in the Army Guard for another uh, 10 years. And uh, to get promoted and, and to go on in a career field, I switched to the Air Guard. And I finished my time out there. And the same time I was doing that, I was a uh, a firefighter and a medic in the city of Madison. That's where I, oh. I did my career and retired from the fire department also. Oh, wow. And Excellent. So and you, then I got... Yeah, so you pulled forward. You, you were, let me ask you, were you journaling during that time or taking notes of things that were going on in your life to pull it forward into what you have going on right now? Um. I did at the time. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was always, <laughs> exactly. uh, always doing that. Okay. I was always doing that. I was always uh, photographing. Uh, they used to come to me sometimes if they're if uh, both our, our military reserve unit and others and said, "Hey, do you have any pictures of this event?" Because um, I always had a camera, so I was always journaling everything. And right now, some of the only pictures we have from my from my unit are ones that I had taken while we deployed or, or did things. Sure. And so, yeah, I was always kind of doing that. And uh, in 19, um, I'm trying to think, 95, something like that, I got, I was hurt in a fire and I got, I was disabled, mm. uh, spent three, three years in and out of the hospital. And I had, had to retire after that. Okay. And one of the therapists, when I was in there said, you know, you got so much to offer, you should start writing. Yeah. You know, you could, I could see you write a book, you know, and, uh, and so that was, that's kind of what started it. But I got into the more of the photography. Uh, it was more of a diversion from everything that was going on, and then I got pretty good at it. And okay. uh, I thought, I thought, well, I'm going to be a, a professional uh, photographer, and uh, I, I, I'm tired of freezing in the Midwest. <laughs> and I said, I said, if I really am going to do this to have a whole new change of life, I'm either going to go to one of the three places where I could really make it work, and one is Chicago, and one's New York. And I said, no way. The other was the LA area. Wow. And so I came here and I, and I, I really kind of took off, but it was really a grueling business. It's very grueling. And about um, five years ago, May, uh, when I was on one of the photo assignments I was working on, I re-injured my back and I had to have emergency surgery. Hmm. 
And uh, I almost uh, passed away in the hospital from that. Yeah. And I had a come to Jesus moment, literally. And uh, I want to say an epiphany. And it was like, if you're going to write, this is the time you start writing. Okay. Says, and I, I said, I got to either be stay as a photographer, which is really hard, or write. I can't do both. So I, I, I started writing. I still photography a little bit, but it's more for pleasure than anything else. Yeah. And uh, so I started writing. And uh, I started writing a firefighting book. And, and I found out and I was having too much PTS problems with, with doing you. that because yeah. we've seen a lot of seen a lot of bad stuff so i thought well i i'm going to write something that's a suspense thriller but i didn't know what so while i was recouping i was watching all the news that was going on with north korea and and the uh, iran deal with the uh the nuclear development and everything and i thought well maybe i can create a story out of everything that's going on today and spin it into a, a what if scenario. Mm -hmm. And uh, what if what if this is a master plan to attack the United States and a coordinator between all these different organizations. And that's how Haboob Wind was developed. And right. I created it where, uh, where uh, <clears throat> the main protagonist, an FBI agent who was also a National Guard member who had who had served in Iraq and and his good friend there, uh, the in, his interpreter and they got very close turns out to be uh actually a terrorist and gotcha. uh don't spoil the book too much and, Tommy. <laughs> no but that's where it leads into and, and okay. it leads into a story like that where you don't know who you can trust uh -huh. and it goes far deeper than just that sure. and uh it's it, it's it's uh thrilling it just um last week uh made the top one number 82 top nice. 100 books on amazon wow. and uh, projections are by this weekend it might be the number one bestseller wow so Great weekend for it so, too is there a, this will yeah. be dropping a little bit after the independence day but the we're um, this is july 1st of this year so where'd the name haboob come from well it it's uh the definition is uh, islamic uh origins back from the 1800s it's okay. a, a really violent dust storm okay. and they're similar to what we get in phoenix here and i was stuck in one actually 10 years ago okay i was coming back home here from uh, albuquerque mm -hmm. and i got hit in one and i never knew what it was and then i studied it who moved when and i thought you know that'd be a good name for a book someday. yeah it is you know it's and funny then you i then that. i used it as yeah. <laughs> and then I used it as a metaphor for a for a dark cloud going over the country. Oh wow, that that's fantastic! It's funny you said. Now it rings it rings a bell because I got caught in one of those in um in Abu Dhabi, and where everything just came to a standstill, and like you had to you know uh, it was an aircraft carrier, and you had to like you know cover all the aircraft. I mean, it's basically like it, everything was shrink wrap because of what was right there. So okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then so Tommy like. When you became an author, you were starting the book. Did did writing come easily to you, or was it a lot of rewrites no. and sendbacks and a, oh gosh darn it stuff or what? No, there's a lot of rewrites. There are a lot of rewrites. I was lucky enough to get into a program out of San Diego. It was through the Us for Warriors Foundation, which I'm now on the board of directors of that, where we help uh, vets and uh, active duty uh, members. Who uh, who need extra assistance? But they had a program called Veterans Publishing, 
and they had seminars where if you were a vet, you know, they would teach you how to write, teach you how to build a story, build your characters. And I got involved with that. And that's where I really cut my teeth in writing. And uh, I found some people who are best-selling authors who are also um, military veterans, and they uh, they helped me. Okay. They helped me a lot. They they went through my books um, and made uh, constructive criticism. I like to call it that. Sure. And uh, you know, being in the military, you know, don't sugar could have coated for me. I don't need fluff. Tell me <laughs> if I screwed up. Right. And I'll I'll fix it. And uh, they were. And I appreciate that. And I learned that still around, a tougher, Tommy? tougher skin. No, it, it, uh, I actually, I actually was helping to run it mm-hmm. and, and it came to an end about a year ago. And oh. I, I, uh, I do miss it. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was a, it was a nonprofit that was just really hard to keep going. Understood. And even though there's a lot of interest, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just wasn't viable. Sure. So, um, but I, I kind of do that stuff on the side now for oh, wow. people. Okay. And I do I'll some talks and some I do, do some speaking. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I had, uh, and then I got put in touch with a um, a, a book. Uh, they're not a publishing company, but they're a company that gets you ready to go to publishing. I got okay. hooked up with them, and then I had um, uh, they they went through and did all the editing. They did a, they had a story editor go through it, did cover design everything and they got it ready uh, to be published um being an independent author i uh, i went and uh, they i formed my own publishing company my own label mm-hmm. and uh, we published it under that through ingram okay and uh and so Good that's how that got going but it's uh it's a process and i work with all these people now and i they help me i help them um it, it it's uh it's kind of like in the military when you yeah. get involved in this heavily you'd be surprised how many people you meet from around the country and you have the same interest or maybe even know the, some of the same people yeah and i find that in aviation too working in military aviation i yeah. know people from all over the place all over the place and uh, it's a small world absolutely tom it is a small world so tom you you've had like a plethora of accomplishments and whatnot what i'd like to do is kind of like if you remember the movie Back to the Future with Marty McFly, I'd like us to get into that DeLorean, right? And let's go back to the 22-year-old Tommy. And um, and what kind of knowledge nuggets, we like to call them knowledge nuggets here on Time to Shine today. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you drop on the 22-year-old Tommy that help him maybe blast through the learning curve or shorten it at least and really help him level up? You know, I, I've thought about that and I've made a lot of mistakes. And I went down the wrong path. I was corrected. I uh, I learned from my mistakes. I remember from some of my uh, my uh, senior officers and other people I worked with is you make a mistake, you make it once, you learn from it, you move on. And I don't think I would change anything because if I had changed anything, I would not be the person I am today. Sure. And everything that I do now, my writing, uh, artwork, speaking, um, everything is all because of everything I developed over my life, all my experiences. So I, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, good. even the good or bad. Good for you. Good for you, Tommy. I'm glad to hear that. And I, and I even kind of took a note of that, the, you know, make your mistakes once, <laughs> learn from it and then press on. I, I, I love that. I love that. So we talk a little bit about 
a lot of it about the dash here at Time to Shine today. And I, I'm curious to how you want your dash remembered, that, that little line between the life date and your expiration date, you know, life date and death date. How do you want Tommy's dash to be remembered? I, I want to be remembered as a good man that helped people that believed in his country and, and his countrymen. I think that's family guy, friend. That's how I want to be love remembered. It. I love it. And that, that's a hell of a legacy statement if you really think about it. I mean, it's, you know, you're well liked. Uh, people respect you. You know, I, I even said, hey, I'm having Tommy Anderson on. And a couple of people are like, I know him. You know, so it's like a, <laughs> the, the, you're well liked and you do love your country. And I love speaking to people that still love our country, which is, is, is fantastic. So, yeah. So well, you're a good man, loved your country, helped others. You know, it's, it's, that, that's just fantastic. Thank you so much for saying that. So do you yeah, ever... I couldn't do what I'm doing right now if it wasn't right. for this country. Sure. Absolutely. Or absolutely. you. What's that? Or you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't do this. I know firsthand from what I saw. I mean, I was, you know, there's a movie that, um, that was made Black Hawk Down. And I was there, you know, in yeah. Somalia. And I saw how that's ran. And if this was to not be policed in this country, um, that we would have warlords everywhere. You know, it would be just like that. And uh, you couldn't speak freely like we do here over the air to, you know, potentially reach, you know, hundreds of thousands of people over time. And absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this, that's what's great about this country. Tommy, do you mentor people? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. I, uh, I belong to a group, um, Veterans of Media and Entertainment. Okay. We're all vets who are in, in either in the music or movie or television industry. Um, I do some mentoring there. I do a lot of learning, too. Um, I go around uh, through Us for Warriors, and I, we help, uh, we help uh, young vets, young families. Uh, you got some E4 that's got three kids, and they're having a hard time making it, so we, we try to help them. Sandy. Diego, you know, big Navy base, Marine Corps, yeah. Camp Pendleton, mm -hmm. and um, and so yeah, we do that. We do a lot of mentoring with uh, with, with us for warriors. I like to go out and talk to um, high school kids about writing. Wow. You know, if uh, That's you know, get out get out there and write. In fact, um, uh, starting tomorrow, I, I I'm starting a podcast with a network. Uh, IQ podcast out of San Diego. I got my own show, which will yeah. be, uh, it's called uh, Take Back I, I, with a friend of mine, Tina. She is a, a singer songwriter from out here. And uh, the purpose of it is to uh, tell people that they have unlimited potential. You can do whatever you want to do. And, and what's holding you back is yourself. And God gives us, God gives us opportunities and you just got to be ready to take that opportunity sure. and nothing's easy, right. but, and you might not get rich at it, but sometimes, sometimes what you get from what you accomplish is more valuable than money. Love it. And and we want to reverse. We want to take people, especially with with PTSD, and tell them, you know, don't let it win. You you're in charge. Sure. You take charge of your life. Write a story. Write. You can do whatever you want to, and we're going to help, and we're going to find the resources. That was my purpose out of the movie Life After Oblivion. Sure. Right. And, um, is this in uh, post-production now? It, yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's done. Okay. We just got held up. We're, yeah. We did it with the Armed Forces Film Consortium. 
uh, and which would go into the GI Film Festival. But it's uh, it's a story about a Marine sniper that comes back from Afghanistan and is PTSD. Okay. And I had um, <clears throat> Tina, my co-host on the podcast. Um, we've been close friends for a long time, and her uh, son had had uh, killed himself last October, and he had. <clears throat> seven years in the infantry and uh, he just couldn't take it. And we had his funeral in October. And I, I told her, I'm, we have to do something good out of this. So when I wrote this, I dedicated it to him. Mm. And so far there's 28 men from his unit that have killed since they come back from, from oh. uh, Afghanistan. And that, that is uh, it's unacceptable. unacceptable. <laughs> we said at the same time, yeah. it is, it's terrible. I know, you know, and, um, and so this is that's part of the reason for she wants to be part of the podcast is that we can get that message out you know here's sure. a mom and uh it, yeah. you know didn't see it coming either wow so, i'm sorry to hear that that's uh and my little brother took his life in 09 and he did uh, uh he did the deed as well so i i can feel their um i can feel their pain with that so when you're tommy when you are starting to mentor somebody is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do sometimes uh the reality of how hard something is because when i talk to like uh high school kids you know they i i i tell them it's not writing or screenwriting making movies is not like watching a Hallmark movie where all this stuff just falls into place. Right. And I said, ask me how hard it is because yes. everyone's got a story. Everybody's got a bestseller in their head, but if you don't know what you're doing and you don't, uh, you don't realize how much hard work it is, then you're going to fail. Right. And that's the one thing that they don't ask. And if they don't ask it, I bring it up because yeah. they have to know the realities. And, uh, for me and probably you too, Scott, you know, military people, usually we, we accept the challenge. <laughs> we you do. Know, and if you, if you, if, if you want me to get something done, you tell me I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Right? And, and yeah, and maybe that's part of that Midwest stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's exactly. Like, I got that, I got that from my dad, you know, it's like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, hey, Tommy, what's three things you can't live without? Uh, three things I can't live without. Well, I'm going to start out with the freedom that this country gives us. That's number one. God mm -hmm. and my family. There you go. And but I got to add in that includes my dogs. There you go. I got my <laughs> my pit bull too. He's right here while I'm talking to you. Uh, my rescue dude. I got my mat. My mastiff is sleeping right here. Oh, you got a mastiff. Feet. Nice, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> That's fantastic. So. Tommy, what is your definition of a life well-lived? A life well-lived is where um, you uh, you don't really have any regrets. I think that's a big one for me because uh, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own dad when he passed away. He had regrets. Mm -hmm. And I, I never understood why you just didn't act on that. And that's probably why I do what I do is because I don't want to be sitting there saying I should have done that. I, 
I wish I could have done that. I, I can say I did it, or at least I tried to do it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably – it's sort of love it. question. No, I love after it. I got, after I, I got I, going on that. But. Every, every day <laughs> I, 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 I do something that's kind of weird that I was taught by my mentor. This is years ago. I actually celebrate my own funeral every day. And I'm not saying I'm not going to want to die. I'm just saying that I'm celebrating it because every day I get up, and I can't remember a day that has went by. I mean, I have crappy days, but a day when I take that kind of look at it, like today is what matters, period. Not yesterday, right. Not, right. not in the future. Today is what matters. So if this is my last day, then it, then I'm going to make it count. I'm going to have a lot of fun. Now there's days that I wake up with no energy and, you know, sometimes you got to find that hack, you know, for lack of a better term to get around that. But uh, I look, I wake up every, every day with a kind of shiny penny mentality where it's just, it's the start. It's, you know, it, time to shine today or my coaching clients, we, we talk about inch by inch. It's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. We bite off a little bit at a time and just keep chopping away. Kind of mm -hmm. like probably what you talk about in your, uh, next novel, um, two million steps, where it sounds like it's two guys that kind of grew up together and went and fought in Wisconsin. Uh, that went and fought for the Union Army and whatnot. And there was, you know, we were on yes. our heels. The the Union was on the heels a lot. And then, you know, you had people that really stepped up. Like I don't know, like you know, who someone I studied was Joshua Chamberlain. Does it ring a bell? Yes. Okay. Oh, very much so. In fact, I just okay. was reading. I, I love reading his exploits. Yeah, fantastic. You know how I found out about him is the book that I recommend to anybody that's in doldrums. Like my brother killed himself. The market had crashed. This was 2009. Market crash. Real estate market had crashed. I was literally, Tommy, living in a house that I had listed as a short sale because they moved to Florida. This is when I was in Michigan. They moved to Florida. <laughs> I actually okay. lived in their house without them even knowing it. And somebody just said, hey, I think you need to read it. <laughs> In one of the chapters, Andy Andrews is the author. He's a Christian comedian, fantastic guy. Number one bestseller, wrote, he, he sold millions of books. Uh, it's called The Traveler's Gift. And one of the chapters is about the decision Joshua Chamberlain had to, to make to hold down the left flank uh, in, the, in, in the, right. the great battle. So um, I just was wondering if you had uh, heard of him, but it's just, you know, really leveling up and inch by inch, it's a cinch is, is what it is. And that, so 2 million steps, let's kind of briefly kind of go through that and, and tell us a little bit about what 2 million steps is about. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to do um, a story on the, uh, on the civil war, but I didn't want to make another history book, but I wanted to make, make it a, a novel around history around history sure historic novel per se and uh one of the uh, one of the two men in name really is my uh great great grandfather and uh he went with this uh company that was uh, 25th wisconsin volunteer infantry company a and at that time they were forming companies from communities and they figured that family and friends would be more cohesive and fight fight together. And sure. so there was very little um, information left from my my great great grandfather outside of I know where he served, I know what you know what he did. His, his rank was actually a private, but I, I embellished it to make the storyline because I um, I wanted to I wanted to be able to. 
create a character that really wasn't him, but I had his name to work with. So I did that and I created a friend for him and, and I had them in battle together and, and showing what, uh, what the life was like for these guys, uh, you know, living in, uh, all different types of conditions. Sure. It wasn't all fighting, but it, it was hard times. And the 25th Wisconsin, uh, if I remember right, they had, uh, they were in seven major campaigns and, uh, uh, dozens of skirmishes and suffered the most losses of all regiments from Wisconsin in the civil war. Yeah. And, and at, after, uh, Vix, after, um, Kennesaw mountain mm-hmm. in Atlanta, where they, uh, they took a, a beating, uh, general Sherman had them lead off the rest of their attacks Right. Uh, through the Carolinas, because the the way he put it, uh, paraphrasing right now, and I even wrote about it, is is that uh, the ferociousness of the Wisconsin frontier men, you know, encouraged all the other people into into battle. Yeah. So you put them at the forefront of the, and um, that picture that you had of uh, that you're talking about that I sure. took at Gettysburg, mm-hmm. uh, that's a little round top where Chamberlain was. Right. That's right yeah. on letter little round top. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there two years ago. I was I was doing uh, part of the part of my tour with Saboob Wind, mm-hmm. and um, I decided to spend some time there. It's one of my favorite places to go, and I did a lot of photography in that er- around there. And that's where I was kind of finishing up my my book. Okay. Uh, what I what I had done is I had taken actually taken six weeks, and I'd gone followed the path of the 25th through the Civil War. Okay. And I stopped at each place. I photographed. I, I talked to historians, and you know, I just tried to get as much feel for the book and, and where these people were. And you say in Michigan, I, it reminds me of one of the places that they fought at. Mm-hmm. When I went in there, you could see the cut timbers that the Michigan engineers had cut to right. make roads for the Wisconsin to go through. Wow! It, it, it was just, and and it was still there. You could still see the chopped down trees, and and it was. Uh, I mean, you were just right there, immersed in the history. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm trying to think of my, my father lives in kind of where Alabama meets Tennessee meets Georgia and mm-hmm. it's, uh, Cuyahoga. It starts with a C. I forget, but we go through that battlefield every time I visit them. And Chattanooga? It's yeah, it's just south of or yeah, south of Chattanooga. But it's okay. Uh, um, yeah, it was. Uh, they say like the third bloodiest battle, but. Um, the memorials. So that's my favorite war. I hate to say it like that, but it's my favorite war to study. My favorite time of all history is the Gilded Age because of everything that happened after the Civil War, you know, with uh, commerce and inventions and stuff like that. But the Civil War is my favorite. My father and I are polar opposites where he's from Alabama, moved to Detroit in the industrial north, worked, and then he moved back down to Alabama. And, you know, so when I go there i hang out with them we go to civil war sites all the time and down there i'll tell you what they think it's at halftime they think the civil war's at halftime it's kind of crazy i was i was stationed in georgia for georgia and alabama for a while and yeah and yeah it was halftime for a lot of them it was funny (laughs) yeah it was pretty funny Tommy, we gotta as we wind things down here a little bit. We gotta get you through our leveling up lightning round. It's there's five okay. or six questions. You and I could talk for 
10, 15 minutes in each one of them, but my producer's <laughs> over on the other screen in five seconds. You can answer these really quick, okay? So no explanation. I understand. Just the answers, all right, brother? Here we okay. go. Okay. What is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Never give up. Love it. That's perfect. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, attention to detail. There you go. Love my military. Okay, so not the book you wrote, not the books you've wrote, not the book you're reading now or the flavor of the month, but what's that one book that really stands out to you? Um, Stephen Ambrose's Band of Brothers. Yeah, excellent book, excellent book. Do you text? Do you, te do you send text messages? Unfortunately, I do. What's your favorite emoji do you use? Oh, wow. I still got to learn how to do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're brutal. I still do this. I still do the several. I still do the semicolon. There you uh, go. The dash. And, and, and everybody's coming up with these emojis. And I, my wife <laughs> does too. And I sit there going, I have no idea. And I don't really care. <laughs> hey, Tommy, what age physically would you be if you could stay that age the rest of your life? Uh, 45. Beautiful. Beautiful. What's your favorite charity and or organization you'd like to give your time and or money to? Uh, us for warriors foundation. Beautiful. Out of Beautiful. San Diego. And the last question is what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, that's really hard because I love music from classical on up. Uh, for me, probably will always be the 60s love it love it thank you for going through the lightning round so tommy how can we find <laughs> okay i'm at uh, my website which has all my links on it is the tommy com. made it. it nice and simple susan made it simple for me yeah it's a beautiful site i mean i have it literally <laughs> open in front of me right now so tommy do me a favor and leave the time to shine today squad out there one last knowledge nugget you want them to take with them, internalize, take action on to level up. All right. Squad, never give up. Adapt and overcome. We can do anything we want to. The only thing that limits us is ourselves. Don't take yourself out of the game because you're the only one that can cancel yourself out. Love that. All right, squad, you've just been blasted with a master class from my good friend and fellow veteran, Tommy Anderson, who will tell you, you know what, it's cool to make mistakes. You want to make mistakes, but make them once, learn, and move on. He wants to be remembered as a good man who loved his country and loved to help others. Um, he Look out for his podcast. I know because I am, the Take Back Podcast. So Tommy's going to keep me up to date when that starts to drop. And if you're starting to work with somebody that you respect and you really want to level up your life, ask for the reality of how hard something is. Ask, you know, life's going to punch you in the mouth, as I always like to say, and ask how that mentor maybe pushed through and leveled up and, like he says, adapt and overcome. Live a life of no regrets, never give up, and don't take yourself out of the running. Everything will pass, and you will just continue to move forward and level up. And Tommy, thank you so much. You're so humble, yet you're so driven. You're, you take care of your health and take care of your wealth. You're my fellow veteran. I love you, brother. Thank you so, so much for coming on. You bet, Scott. Thank you, brother. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.